KC Covers Country. Miranda Lambert just adopted something that's not a dog or a child. I can only think of farm animals at this point. Yeah, you're right. Nailed it. We do know she loves dogs. In fact, she's got that nonprofit organization, Mutt Nation, that supports shelter dogs. So that's what I thought it was going to be right off the bat. But no, it's a horse, Mm. which is a big, a big undertaking. Lame. 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 You're telling me a horse is lame? Okay, you're a country artist. You have a horse. Cool. Oh, here we yeah, go. Yeah, but it's kind of like, mean, I, here's the thing. I assume that she's going to be the one taking care of it. Like, she's not hiring out for that, you know? She's going to take it with her on the road, put it in the back of the trailer, <laughs> go ride around town on Prance it. Prance around the <laughs> amphitheater. Look, I'm not hating on it. I just think it's lame. I Oh, that's the same thing. It's not. It's not. It anyway, <laughs> she got a text from a friend saying that there was a horse that needed to be rehomed and just like enjoy the rest of its life with an owner that really cared about it. Not to be a workhorse, not to like race or anything crazy. It just needed somewhere to go and be loved. Yeah. So Miranda posted to say, it's never a no. It's a hell yeah. So she took him in. She named him Cowboy after her current single, If I Was a Cowboy. And she even put one of her like merch pieces, a hat that says hell yeah on the horse. And from what I can see, he looks very happy to be living at Miranda Lambert's farm. Yeah, that's awesome. I've got a, a friend who's probably yelling at the radio right now because she uh, she volunteers at a horse rescue in Edwardsville uh-huh. called Happy Hooves. Yeah. They've got like 20 some horses there that are all rescues. I'm just saying, and that's awesome. If she had a Komodo dragon or something, come on. What's she going to do with the Komodo dragon? Like if she, if Miranda Lambert turned her little sanctuary into a Steve Irwin, like. She's got one. She's got a whole organization. She ain't got snakes. No one cares. Nobody wants snakes. I want lizards. I want crocodiles. I want alligators. You're the one that needs to do it. Okay, fine. I feel like you are, you know what? Tyler Farr. Feels Tyler, like something he would yes, do. So yes. crocodiles in Oklahoma. It's like Tiger King all over again. <laughs> I've often thought about what a wasted opportunity it is that Alan Jackson doesn't have a snow cone stand somewhere in his name. Do you need help with that? Please help me, Casey. I, n- I never know. <laughs> you know, Chattahoochee. The great Grape snow, snow cone. cone. For- Obviously, everybody knows this. <laughs> it tastes like purple. Let's go. Anyway, regardless, he does have a more fun drink headed our way because he's releasing his own premium handcrafted whiskey. Mm. Oh my gosh, what are you always <laughs> rolling your eyes about? How are the how how are the artists that we have so creative, and that they always go? To like having a whiskey or having a tequila because what? it sells. What's the I better get, option? I get that it sells snow cones. You just you just laid it out there. Alan Jackson yeah. had a snow cone brand that would be better than just oh, it's Alan Jackson. Yeah, Jackson's but think, whiskey. About, think about the man. He's what seventy close to. Or, I don't I don't know how old he is, but he's old. I get it. And he's like, I don't want to grape snow cones. I've been singing about this since twenty five. You know, Pedialyte. So, Would you be I happy if he came out with like a grape vodka? It's like a Burnett's knockoff. Ew. Sure, it's, <laughs> it's different, you know? Okay, we'll get over it because he's releasing his own. It's called <laughs> Silver Belly Whiskey. And Silver Belly is the word, it means that like white creamish color 
that is the color of the cowboy hats that he always wears. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll never see him rocking a black or a brown hat. It's always that white, lighter color. And I thought that was a good nod to his own personal brand as well. But it says that this whiskey will taste sweet and spicy with notes of apples, cherries, honeys, honey, and cinnamon. And he says it's perfect in an old-fashioned or a Manhattan. I think we need to start sampling all of these liquors that the country artists have. Maybe get one of each and just yeah. keep them in here. Because yeah, they, all, so they all have one. I think yeah. it's so rude that they don't send us a bottle. Right. Like, look, we got shipped Cane Crunch yesterday. Yeah, that was cool. We have Cane Brown's cereal. Kudos to Cane Brown for coming up with something different. It's cereal. I don't think any other... I don't think any other country artists have cereal. Keen Brown does hit me as that guy who eats cereal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> the whole box. But what would yeah. you rather have at your house? Some Alan Jackson whiskey or some Keen Brown crunch? I, don't, I, I would support Keen Brown in this situation. <laughs> just, just for creativity's sake. Anyway, another cool note is that within this first batch of the whiskey, he's named this first batch after his hit 90s song, Here in the Real World. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe as like, this brand grows and it goes on that he'll name like certain batches or maybe a certain year like this is the 2022 whiskey and it's called Chattahoochee or yeah. it's whatever. It'd so cool. I don't mean to always be a contrarian. I just really want to see some creativity when it comes to the products that our country artists venture into. In your next life, do you think you should be a um, like promotional manager for marketing for our country artists? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I bet he'll give you a couple million examples of creativity. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I like Street that. That cash. was good. That was good. Brooks and Dunn saw a star in the audience at their last show. And they said to the crowd, Miranda Lambert's here tonight. But we didn't rehearse anything, so she's not coming up on stage. Which was a super, uh, you know, tactic. Because then they continued to mention it throughout the night. It took a few times before Miranda finally got up out of her seat, left her spot, and joined them on stage. And I play the the audio, but it's kind of messy. But she said, I was out there drinking, enjoying the show. What do you want? I would have wore my Spanx and fishnets if I had known that I was going to be up here. <sighs> she And she looks like it too. Not that she looks bad in any way, but she looks like not stage ready. Like she's just attending a concert. Yeah. She, dump, she jumped in for Reba's part in Cowgirls Don't Cry. And then she stayed and did Neon Moon with the guys. And everyone's got that like subtle dream of, oh, what if they see me out here? What if I get to be on stage someday for whatever reason? She's such a real person because she obviously had no expectations of it. Like, she's up there looking very much like one of us. I'd be upset. I'd be upset if I was Miranda Lambert. I'm going to a show to enjoy Brooks and Dunn, and they pull me up to work? That's my job. You're mad that Brooks and Dunn pull you up on stage? It's Brooks and Dunn. To sing, and you sound good with them? I mean, I'd get it if it was, like, Dustin Lynch or something, because, like, I don't need to be on stage with (laughs) you. If it's a lesser. No offense. Brooks and Dunn, I mean, they're they're calling you up on stage for any reason. I think you're just excited regardless. I don't know. Like, once they started playing, she was... Like going off the stage, they started playing Neon Moon, so she turned she around and came around. back. So she was, she had no issue with it at all. Yeah, I guess when you do what you love, right? You'll you'll do it. If Brooks and Dunn asks you to come up, even if you're wasted, 
Even yeah. if. And not prepared. Five truly's in. And something about Miranda feels a little bit like even if she is, she can still pull it off. She's oh, got, yeah. She knows what she's doing. You think she's, she's drinking truly's out there? What do you think she's drinking? Her drink of choice at a concert. No, I want to say she's like a tequila and uh, like hard water. Liquor, yeah. She's got that get that guitar slushy thing that everybody cares around at, uh, at Hollywood. You know what I'm talking about? The big giant guitar drink. Oh, yeah. The plastic <laughs> the guitar huge drink. straw yeah, coming the huge out. Of it. straw. Yes. <laughs> totally Miranda. I can see that. Kane Brown's wife, Caitlin, turned 30 over the weekend. Super fun. You know, it's one of those milestones birth- milestone birthdays that's just easy to celebrate. And she told Kane that she really didn't want to do anything crazy. Just Mexican and margaritas and she would be happy. Nice. And I feel like most girls kind of say that when they're trying to... Play it low. Man, I say that. <laughs> Three matters. times a week. Three times a week. Yeah. <laughs> he took matters into his own hands and he planned out the entire day, which did start at Mexican and Margaritas and their comfies, which is cool. But then he brought her downtown Nashville, where he had a hair and makeup team all ready to get her done up so that he could escort her to a ballroom where they'd have all their closest family and friends waiting and her babies there to surprise her. And it looked like the most fun day because she didn't know what was in store. She just went throughout the day making Instagram stories like, here we are at lunch. Oh my gosh, where are we heading now? Oh my gosh, Kane is surprising me with this. This is all day long. It was super fun to watch the... uh, events play out. So I posted that to our Facebook page and I'd ask what surprise you guys have best pulled off, but I think it's probably the proposals, right? Uh, yeah, it's pretty hard to top that one, I think. Especially yeah. not them not knowing, not having any idea and being able to pull it off. That's pretty impressive. I yeah, think. that was a, that was a pretty large thing. Uh, she, my wife had no idea. Zero yeah, you straight clue. made a movie. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And, and even, even so much that the actual proposal, she was still a little like, is this real? Is this, uh, is, this, is this fake? I'm not sure. <laughs> I told you not to do this again. <laughs> well, Caitlin Brown looked like she absolutely adored it, had a great time, so I posted the highlights to our Instagram. We got some baby news. Around noon yesterday, we found out that Scotty McCreary is expecting his firstborn, a little boy. Oh, nice. yeah. So Scotty is like the last of the McCreary boys in his family, so I guess that name was going to be, you know... Not there anymore. Yeah. If they were going to have a little girl. But to their surprise, they're having a boy, which is exciting. And also his wife, Gabby, not Gabby. <laughs> That's not her name, supposedly. Eh, are we sure? Supposedly. She, that's, she says her name, Gabby. I don't really get it. Me and Gabby are having a baby. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. Um, she's a pediatric nurse, so she says she feels good because she's changed a million diapers. She's handled babies left and right, so she is excited going into this, and she knows that Scotty's going to do well as well. What? I was just going to say that. I wonder if that is one of those things where, like, that's your job. Mm-hmm. So do you actually still want to do that when you're at home to get old? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, who wants to change <laughs> diapers and take care of, you know, not me, but... It's like being a babysitter and then turning around when all the kids leave and you've got three or four kids of your yeah, own at home. Yeah. I think if you put your shirt up over your nose, you're good. That's what I did every time. Every anyway, single time. Imagine the I bass that you. that kid is going to have when it comes out, by the way. <laughs> the bass? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the voice? He's yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Change me. Just anyway, pooped. <laughs> yesterday afternoon, after we got that news about the McCreary's, we found out the news that we have been waiting for. The Luke Holmes baby is here. Yeah. 
Unfortunately, they did not go with any of the baby name choices that I suggested to them. So it's Meet Junior, huh? <laughs> However, I, I did guess that they would use a location as their name. I mentioned a bunch of cities in his home state in the Carolinas and, and Florida where they like to spend their time, but they did not choose those. Instead, they named him Tex Lawrence Combs. In this photo that we posted up yesterday, uh-huh. she is so happy. Like, Nicole's so happy. Glowing. Baby, healthy, happy. Luke Combs looking down like, what did I just do? <laughs> he kind of is looking at it like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. Can we put this baby back? The fear of God in his eyes, you can tell from this photo. What now? I'm sure he's super happy and everything, but the, the photo that they posted, you know, to like People Magazine or whatever yeah. they released, you know. It's just very funny. But the the baby was born on Father's Day, so I'm surprised that they are announcing this early because in the artist world, they usually wait yeah. a couple weeks at least before they let you know yeah. that the baby is born and we're all good. Which magazine has the highest bid? Exactly. <laughs> Did we find any information about the origin of the name? I haven't seen like where it came from, if there was anybody like Lawrence or anything like that. There's got to be. I would assume that there's got to be something family related behind the name Lawrence, a Tex, I think, obviously, Texas plus it just sounds cool yeah. in country. Yeah. But I... He's, he's either going to be a rodeo star or a country musician. Yeah. Those are the only have two occupations. You can't just go be like a lawyer with that name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you'd have to be a lawyer in Texas. <laughs> Can you imagine being invited to Willie Nelson's house for a poker night? Nope. Ooh, wow. Can you imagine doing so knowing that You've never met Willie Nelson or any of his friends, and you're just walking into this blindly. That could be dangerous. <laughs> Very dangerous. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is the experience that Luke Holmes had. So he was in Maui for some reason or another, came across somebody who knew somebody who knew Willie Nelson and said, hey, we're all going to Willie's house tonight to have a poker night. Luke said, I got nothing better to do. I guess I'll meet you there. He shows up. And things seemed to get a little out of hand whenever they were, you know, passing around Willie's favorite pastime. And I've heard the stories, bro. It's like, don't, you know, Toby Keith has a song called Never Smoke Weed with Willie again. It comes around again and I'm just, dude, rip it, throw it down. And I'm like, I just did. I just went there again, dude. And this was the mistake that I was not supposed to make that I've now made. So we sit down, dude, to play poker. And dude, these guys, I'm the youngest guy there by 35 years. (laughs) Like, don't know anyone. Willie's get, he's got all the cards. He's got them face up. As the cards are coming across, these are coming slower and slower. This is the first deal. This is where panic is We're sitting down. (laughs) At that moment, I'm like, I'm in deep water. Within the first deal, he realized he's already smoked, had one too many hits. Yeah, that Maui Wowie. (laughs) And he can't see which way the cards are flying. Gosh, it seems like only two. Uh, he took two hits, but I mean, when you're smoking Willie Nelson's weed, I guess that's a little different. Did you say Willie had the cards turned upside down when he they said were dealing? Upside <laughs> down. The whole story is hilarious. It's on the Full Send podcast, so I posted the link to our Facebook page and Instagram. Was full send. Yeah, Full Send for sure. And I'm going to have to go back and listen to this in entirety because I feel like there are a lot more stories in this episode where Luke Combs is spilling all the tea. I'm interested in what kind of money they wager. You know, when yeah. you're when you're all famous musicians, like what kind of like we all go with like a twenty dollar buy in. Right. What do they go with? Not 2, just 000, famous 3, musicians, but like the famous musicians, yeah. the biggest in the world right now, uh-huh. Luke Holmes. And these old dogs who've been living that lifestyle for a long time. <laughs> they are pros. Exactly. Yeah. So like I said, that episode is on all our socials. Kenny Chesney is the ultimate showman this summer. We saw him here early May, and he's putting 
sweat, tears, and literal blood into the game this summer. You gonna be okay? He's gonna be great. No, are you gonna be okay talking about blood? I will be fine. <laughs> I've been mentally prepping for this. Okay, okay. Kenny was playing a show in Philly over the weekend when all of a sudden. During his set, fans could see blood coming from his left hand, and it's still unknown what caused the accident on stage, but fans say that even though it was, like, a lot all over his hand, all over the stage, he never stopped running, jumping, singing every word, and trying to contain his hand by holding it, like, to his shirt, but then that just ended up making a mess also. But without asking for help or even, like, signaling, he stood calmly. He sang American Kids while one of his production stagehands ran out. He held out his left arm, and the guy in black stood and wrapped up that hand, made sure it was all good. No more blood on the stage, no more blood on the shirt. Said, okay, get back out there. Yeah. And he never missed a beat in the song. He never stopped the band or talked in between that said, hey, I, I, I need help. That's it. such a fast-paced song, by the way, to begin with. Yeah. Not miss any part of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. It's crazy. And and uh, I totally believe him if he were to come out and say, I don't know where this happened or what happened right. because the dude moves so fast on stage. <laughs> it could He could have, like, sliced his hand open with the round part of a microphone or something. Ugh. That's how fast he moves. It's crazy. And he's an alien. So yeah, that explains matter. everything. And it really, I think it's a testament to show that, you know, his shows are not for him. Like, he's such a crowd pleaser. And I remember seeing him back in high school during a heat advisory. My mom and I were there, and I remember her telling me, you know, they might end it early or we might not stay the whole time because it was so hot outside. It was like July or August. Yeah. And he ended up doing the entire show but heading straight to the hospital afterwards because he was having like a... Like, what's it called when you get, like, the flu because it's hot? Dehydrated. Like, some sort of heat stroke, and he had to go get fluids immediately. But he made sure to finish that show. Yeah. Kenny's not stopping for anything. He's the guy that would break his arm and, like, not even, like, Uh, think about stopping. He'd break his arm on stage, and he'd finish the entire show. (laughs) Strap the mic to to his arm somehow. That's what we love about him, though. Yeah. yeah. Faith Hill is telling everybody the worst part about working on 1883, the Yellowstone prequel. If you watch the show, you know there's a lot of grit, a lot of rough scenes, and just filming it looks like it could have been super uncomfortable from all the layers that they have to wear, from the petty coats and the skirts and the corsets. And it's all like original, like the real deal stuff. It's, it's not real movie deal props. Stuff. They're literally driving wagons and herding cattle and everything is super real which makes it legit. So like from the dirt on their face to the fact that they're filming at midnight until noon the next day But Faith said that this is the part that actually bothered her the most. Taylor actually called my husband. We were at a wedding, our nephew's wedding, and (laughs) he said, who's going to be the one to tell your wife that she has to stop shaving under her arms? And I'm thinking, that's, what? We're at a wedding. Can we just wait? He goes, no, stop tonight. And I'm like, seriously, can't they just, like, tape something on? Surely they have that. (laughs) Nope, they told her, you got to grow it all natural, because back then, ladies weren't shaving their underarms. Yummy. Yeah, why couldn't they just put, like, a mustache under there? You know what I mean? Like, one of those mustaches they just glue your face if you don't have facial hair. everything they do in this series is made to look super real because it all is real. They said that they had uh, taped facial hair on some of the guys who literally couldn't grow it. I don't know. So wait, 
Is there any point? I haven't. I haven't seen eighteen eighty three. Is there a point where you see her pits? There are points. Yeah, I mean, there are points where like, and you're like, you oh, see them get in, um, like a river to bathe or something, or you see Faith in like a bathtub and like she'll lift her arms up and you see what you see. Oh, yikes! <laughs> <laughs> Tim's like, I don't know if we want to do another season of this. Yeah. <laughs> Faith said all this in her Variety Actors on Actors video, which I really like that it's like two actors uh, interviewing each other, her and Courtney Cox, and. It, Faith says, you know what? If that's your thing, if you if you don't shave your underarms and you're cool with that, that's so much freedom and that's so great for you. But I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> you, you hear about all these artists talking about like gaining weight or yeah. like losing weight, growing your beard out, but you never think about the arm here. There's always, so you never think of all those kinds of things that actors have to do to get the role or to really fall into the part. You couldn't, you couldn't like make that over the computer, something like all the technology that we have. You went and saw Top Gun over the weekend. The amazing amount of technology that was used to shoot that movie. And you can't, you can't replace arm hair or um, sorry, armpit hair. Listen, I don't know. All I know is it happened and she hated it and we hate it for her. But I'm going to post that entire interview to our Facebook page because seeing her interview Courtney Cox and vice versa is very cool. Casey covers country. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.